So, uh, yeah, my name is Craig Bledsoe, and I am one of the shepherds here, and I've been so for about, well, I don't know, six or seven years. Um, and I have a little more to say about that in a minute. This is uh, the fourth class that we've taught, and I've taught, and elders, as you know, are rotating through, and I think you all have, you all have been in the classes before, so we're rotating through. I've done the, uh, last week I was at uh, uh, West End, uh, which is a, an interesting group itself. I don't know how many of you have gone to West End. Have many of you, any of you gone to West End, attended West End? Yeah. Uh, it's a great community, part of the, the larger Otter Creek family. Uh, so we were over there, Phil and I, Phil Gibbs and I were over there last, um, uh, last week. And the Sunday before that, I was with the 60-plus year olds, which is a different group than this. And uh, the Sunday before that, I was with the 40s and 50s. And that, so I, I've had the experience in those three groups. So you're the 20 to 30s, and uh, I have uh, a son and a new daughter-in-law that's now in this group. And they're going to be, I think, going, to, they're out of town this weekend, but I think they're going to be going through the Otter Creek um, membership uh, process uh, where you have to take a test and Hope you don't get blackballed. Um, so the whole idea of membership is an interesting concept. We'll talk about that. We won't talk about that. Um, so <laughs> this is this is a class on uh, uh, the way and and how all of that has transpired. And you you know that I'm not going to read uh, this to you. But the idea is that church is important, uh, and actually uh, the way is mentioned more in the Bible <coughs> than the actual churches. But we know that uh, Jesus went around and established, uh, or had his disciples establish churches or congregations uh, uh, when he was uh, setting up what we have today. So he understood basically that being a part of a community is what's really important, uh, crucial to discipleship. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you have to be part of a church community, okay? I kind of, I'm a 95 to 99% of that, okay? I'm not going to tell you that you can't be a Christian on your own. I'm not going to do that, but I do think it's hard, and I don't think that's the way that Jesus set it up. He set it up as a community so that we can help one another, you know, that we can walk one another through it and, and help as we go along. And the bottom line for this class is, that a healthy community requires healthy leadership. I'm, I'm kind of that I struggled with that because you know elders have difficulties too. It's not like elders are perfect, but elders are um, uh, here to help. And the better, the healthier the elders are, you know, the better they're going to be in helping you. So hopefully, uh, you've got a healthy community with a healthy leadership here at Otter Creek. And the idea, again, as we said, is that the way is not a, um, an individual solo thing necessarily, but it is a team journey, and it's certainly better with a team. Okay, so as we walk through this a little bit, uh, we, we understand that if you go to um, the Bible, Acts in particular, you will see... Uh, Communities being set up, and a commandment, real not a commandment, but a, an initiative where, 
where the disciples are setting up, the apostles are setting up communities, church communities, as they go along. And in each town, they are setting up elderships, kind of, or they're encouraging elderships. I was looking at Acts, and just filled with the word elders and what, what role elders play. So one of the things that um, we think about here at Otter Creek is how elders operate, how they, they touch your lives. And that's the real purpose of this class today, is to think about how elders are in your lives. Hopefully we are. So um, first question, I'm supposed to ask this, so I will. Uh, and we'll come back to another question or two that I think is really important a little bit later. Uh, but the first question is, have you guys had shepherds, elders, and we use those words inter interchangeably here, and I'm going to probably switch to the word shepherd in a bit, but have you had elders or shepherds in your lives that, in a way that has been encouraging to you or helpful to you? You guys are younger. You've not had that, maybe not had that experience, but have any of you had that experience that you would like to share? This is the participatory part. I'll share in a minute, but anybody? I, I, I would understand your, your role right here. Okay, let me give you one. And let me just say this, and this is going to sound strange, uh, but I was an elder skeptic, okay? And I, like, elders, really? What, what, what do they do? Why do we really need them? Most of my experiences with elders, not necessarily good. That, this goes back, this is personal experiences I had. Well, I'm not going to go into those. Personal experiences I had growing up in a very rigid church Christ environment. Okay? And those experiences were more deflating to me than inflating, encouraging. So I was an elder skeptic. Now, understanding that right church is a human organization. It has to have leadership, but eh, you know, elders, what do they do? Not important. So um, that changed. It changed, I don't know, about 15 years ago. My wife was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of breast cancer. And um, that was a difficult moment in our lives. Uh, relatively young for that, and she especially, she's younger than I am. So it was a, a, a little bit of a difficulty in our lives. No, it was a big difficulty in our lives. And the elders here at Otter Creek called us up and said, we want to pray over you and anoint you with oil. I still get emotional, so forgive me. Um, so we had that experience with the elders here at Otter Creek. And that changed my view of elders and what elders <coughs> and shepherds do. And hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys don't have to deal with those kinds of experiences, but hopefully that's what the elders are doing for you here at Otter Creek. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But So elders are appointed uh, in each town, and um, they're set up to uh, be pastors to be people that are taking care of the churches and leadership. And there are a couple of verses here, scriptures, I want to read 
to you that are um, kind of important. I'm going to get my notes out where they're written so I can, don't have to look at the screen here. So these are the, these are the um, verses that are important. There are lots of verses about elders and the shepherds or elders in the Bible. Uh, the first one to me, 1 Peter 5, 1 to 3, which is really, uh, I, this one is really profound. All, they're all profound. But this one really gives me pause as an elder. Okay? To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow, fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And I think that if you're an elder, you got to, oh, okay, i gotta, I got to pay attention to that one for sure. And then in uh, Hebrews 13, 7, this is two members of the flock, and two elders have confidence. Here, I'm sorry, change. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Okay? Keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Again, that's a pretty profound statement, right? Because they uh, do this uh, so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Okay. So those are two important um, qualifications, not qualifications, but two important admonitions to elders. So how are elders chosen? You don't have the disciples going around, Peter, Barnabas, Paul going around appointing elders like they did in Acts, appointing elders at the churches today. So how are elders at Otter Creek chosen? Do you guys know? Well, it's a, it's a, uh, the process has changed a bit, but it's really a ground-up process, and that is a bottom-up process in which we want the flock, members of the flock, to uh, suggest people who we feel are, or you feel are, people that should be elders, people that meet those um, characteristics that are listed in Titus, for example. And I don't believe there's a checklist for elders, but I do believe there, there are uh, characteristics that elders should have. Uh, but so members of the flock will appoint, will give nominations to the elders. The elders will choose to decide how many we're going to have. Um, and that, that number fluctuates, it varies. Uh, it was up to 36 a few years ago. It's down to 18. Yeah, 30, I saw your eyes. You, you know. <laughs> Whoa, 36. Well, that was a lot. <laughs> it's down to 18 now. And uh, we're going to go through an elder selection process here fairly soon. Uh, and we're not going to have 36. <laughs> Maybe it was 38. I don't know, but it was a bunch. Um, it was a big room. <laughs> um, but we're going to go through an elder selection process here fairly at some point here within the next six seven months, probably, and uh, in that time we will decide how many we're going to want. We'll have solicit nominations from the church itself, 
and then we will uh, look at those and decide you know which ones the elders would feel like fit those qualification characteristics the needs that we have and then we'll put those in front of the church to affirm yes so I know in the past when we were one location it was mm -hmm. a percentage yeah, we're not. Yeah. So has that been resolved in terms of now that we have two different locations and? Well, no. Okay. There's two questions there, really, and, and, and two problems. Uh, one problem is uh, the percentages have gone away. Okay, we're not going to do that. Uh, in terms of affirmation, we used to have it was like at one point it was like 80 percent affirmation of the congregation. And that's hard to get. I mean, if you didn't vote, that counted against you. So if you didn't say affirm or not affirm, it counted against the person that was up there. That's crazy, you know, because a lot of people just don't vote. And that made it hard. Then it, I don't know what the threshold was the last time, but we've done away with that. And I, if we come back and get a lot of people that disapprove, one of the things I really appreciate from the elders um, in the past is, is if somebody says, I disapprove, the elders would go talk to that person and say, well, why do you disapprove and let's, let's talk this out so that we're not just throwing somebody under the bus, simply flat ball, whatever. We don't do that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, that, that, that piece has, has changed so that it's not necessarily a percentage. Now we get back, you know, people don't are concerned about it. That, that's a different matter. And we'll go talk to those people and, and decide. The West End thing is a difficulty that we're still working through. And you've got to know we have a separate West End church, right? It's not a separate church, it's a campus. You can't say separate church. Campus, it's a separate campus, uh, which has a great, it's a different worship style, different, well, not different worship style per se, but a different service in many ways, uh, which is very much more, I guess, intimate uh, in some ways. And we're still trying to figure out as elders and understand this is a an, um, it's a new thing for us to have this separate camp. We're still trying to figure out how that works and how we um, as elders um, pastor that group well as, you know, as, as, as a separate campus. Uh, and that also comes to how we select elders. So we're still kind of working through that. But that's a great question because it's a something we're working on. You know, we're, we're having to deal with it. We love what's happening at West End. Uh, and if, if you've not been to that campus, I encourage you to go sometime. We love what's happening at West End. It's just as, a, as leaders, it's something we've got to figure out how to better pastor uh, that group. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a great question. Yes? Do all the current 18 elders stay? Like, what is the process? Of so they will come up for reaffirmation. Uh, we all come up from, I was in the last class because uh, I was a reluctant elder. Uh, I got asked several times and wouldn't do it. Um, and then I finally decided I, I was being called to do it, so I, I did it. But yeah, and we will all be up. I think they're, not everybody, but there's going to be probably the majority of those elders will be up. That 18 will be up for reaffirmation. Is it every three years? Every six. Now that may change too, because we're talking about, there's a lot of things we're talking about right now. If you don't know me, you know probably most of you don't know me, I blame everything on, on the pandemic. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an easy target, okay? 
I, you know, so I was, if you don't know me, I uh, provost at Lipscomb for 25 years, okay? I just stepped out of that role, still there. But uh, navigating a university during COVID and the pandemic was just not fun, okay? Um, church, same way, you know? And in church, we went virtual for a while, and people have started, to, well, they're back, most people are back, but just think about doing church virtually and how disruptive that was, uh, not just to, to Otter Creek, but everywhere. And, you know, we were we would have elders meetings by Zoom, and it just, so, so all I'm saying there is that we're in a process of coming back in a real way now, I think, and I think that over the past few months, it's just been really great uh, to, to have everybody back in church, having people in elders meetings, and meeting with people and having that community that we talk about. It's just hard, not impossible. We still, guys, we still have maybe 150 individual hits on Sunday morning online. So we still have a lot of people that are still doing the online thing. And that's another thing. You know, we've got to figure, how do we pastor to those people? Uh, so, uh, anyway. Uh, what other, other questions about um, the elder selection process. You're going to, one of the things I've learned through this, and you can affirm this or not affirm this, three classes, <coughs> four classes, I've learned that most of our church maybe doesn't understand what elders do, okay, and don't even know who we are. So we got, like I said, we got work to do, and I think that's some of the stuff that we're going to be working on over the next months. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I had a yes. question. I posed this question in the elders classes last year, late, um, and I think I, the best worry of like, what's a day in the life of an elder look like? Like, what do you do? Like, in the logistical, like, what does it look like to be an elder? Hang on to that. We'll come okay. back to that because that's uh, in the next slide or two. But yes, mm -hmm. I, that's a great question, and hopefully there will be some teaching on that. Um, what it means to be an elder. We've talked a lot with Josh about this, so hopefully before we have that next elder selection process, there will be a lot of teaching on that, but we'll come back to that. Cause, uh, so moving forward here. Um, hey, I already got that one. So what does a shepherd do? Slide number two. <laughs> okay, so what does a shepherd do? Um, well, uh, I think it depends upon um, the elder that you're talking about, okay? So uh, let me let me say this, and I'm, I want to be very um, very careful about what I say here. There, well, I'll start with the book. There is a book by Lynn Anderson. I don't know if any of you probably have not read it, but it's called "They Smell Like Sheep," okay? And it's all about eldering and shepherding and shepherding. Uh, if, you, if you take the, the, the idea of a shepherd, a shepherd, someone who's caring and loving and kind and tends to the sheep, but it's also somebody that has to get down and get dirty with sheep. You know, they, 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 stay, they, they stay with their flock, they stay out in the, in the fields with the flock, and they, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a clean job necessarily. So, Pastoring, taking care of your flock, 
involves being there with the people that need you. Being there with the sheep that need you as part of um, the flock. They, they, you know, what for whatever they, so in, my, in our case, being there when my wife was diagnosed with, with cancer and being there and, and being there for us. And so your question, what is the daily life of the shepherd like? It's different. Okay, so at Otter Creek, we're organized uh, several ways. And again, all of this is kind of up in the air a little bit, not a lot, but we're organized in terms of flocks. Uh, we each have our own little flock. My flock is really, really small right now. Because my flock, I've been, uh, I was uh, the lead elder last year. So my flock got parceled out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a few still, but I don't know where the others went. But they got parceled out. And that's bad on me. Not a very good shepherd there. Yeah, I know. No, that's bad on me. Um, but um, I expect that flock to grow now. Um, and again, just think about the idea of, the, of going back to that 36 or 38 that we had. The idea there was that you have more touch with your flock, smaller flock, more touch. Now, there are other complications that come with that. Um, so uh, we each have a flock. Sometimes that's around I don't know, 60 to 80 to 80 to maybe 100, depending upon the shepherd. Some of our shepherds are retired, so they have more... Uh, time and attention to give to the people in their flocks. Some flocks are more needy than others. I told my flock when I had them that they, they couldn't be needy. They had to be good. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, but but there, are, there are people that have more time and do more. Let me give you an example of a really, really active shepherd who does a great job. Uh, there's several in here. Uh, Larry Burkhart's one. Um, he is. Okay? And uh, uh, Don, what's Don's last name? Portel. 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 Don Portel is another one. I mean, you, you, they're, they're just great. Okay? Because they're, they're there. Uh, Tom Bateman is another one. Absolutely. Uh, they're, they're there with their flocks. They're, they know what's going on. They send notes to them. They're there all the time. They, they do a really good job of being shepherds, of pastoring. Uh, and not that the others don't. I mean, they're all good. It's just that these guys um, have just devoted a lot of time to this. Uh, so a day in the life of a shepherd can, can vary, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately, mine for the last year or so has been more wrapped up with the leadership and the, the administrative piece and the um, uh, governance group. So we're, the shepherds are divided into two main groups. One is the governance group, which is the one that's in charge of administration. And the other one is uh, not just administration. It's, it's you know, vision, leading the flock, leadership, really. And then the pastoral group, which everybody is in the pastoral group, but there are those that devote more time to now, I have an idea. What about the theology? There is a theology group that's kind of been there a little bit, but that it, it's more cyclical. Okay. okay. It has more when things come up. Yeah. Uh, I have an idea uh, that uh, 
trying to push right now in the governance group, and that is that you're an elder for life. Okay, so you can step out of being an active elder, but you still are an elder, um, maybe on call. Uh, that would be there to help pastor people. But you don't have to go to meetings. <laughs> but the problem with that is you have a lot of elders that say, oh, I want to do that. I don't want to go to meetings. So meetings are important. But, but there is no, I mean, I'm, let me be clear about this. The job is to get dirty with your sheep. Okay. There, I, and I know they did it. It's in the Bible there. Roughly speaking, but there's no example, real solid example, of elders sitting around a table making decisions. Okay, now they had to do it, obviously, and there's there's leadership reasons, but the the examples there are to take care of your flock. Okay, does that make sense to you? Okay, so now the next question. Let me see. I'm probably way off track here, but let's see. Okay, one of the things that, you know, again, going back to the idea of what does a shepherd do, one of the things that we do do is to cast, try to cast a vision for the church. Uh, we try to teach a bit. We're teaching. One of the best things that um, I think our elders do is to do this every year, is to teach every year for four weeks, do it in January. We probably ought to do more of it, frankly. Uh, and the reason is not because, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not up here bestowing any great, wonderful wisdom, but the reason is we hear from you, and we hear from you uh, a lot, and that, you know, what your thoughts, what your concerns, what your issues are. So, um, you know, and, and one of the things that the elders did was create a 2029 vision based upon a bottom-up, ground-up approach. Uh, some of you may have been in that um, that group that created the vision and it went to the elders, the elders refined it, so that's part of part of what we do and try to hold on to that. And you're going to hear a lot about that as we move forward. Um, yeah, Shepherds Overseas Affairs of the Church, and that's basically the governance committee that does that. The governance group. So maybe call it the governance group. For clarification yeah. there. So when it says the affairs of the church, that's not the church staff, right? In the sense of you know they aren't in the day in day out of hiring and firing anything of that, correct? Um, it depends on who it is. Like if it was a lead minister, we'd be involved in that. Okay. And if it's uh, it's not like uh, if it's the ministry people, we would be concerned about, interested in. And, and the staff is very good to coming to the governance elders and talking to us about any kind of uh, staff personnel issue that we have, but. Uh, but that's a good point. One of the things that the elders did many years ago was try to separate all that administrative stuff from the work of the elders themselves. So we created um, MCC, Ministry Coordinating Committee, back then, which was just a way, I think, to get away from um, calling them deacons. And we had a lot of women on the MCC. Um, although deaconess is a very difficult um, but that was just, you know, you don't live in isolation uh, at a church. Uh, other people are looking at you. But anyway, that was one of the things we did. Now we have ministry teams. We changed the names, and you have a group of men and women working together with each of the ministers on staff. That, there again, it's not the administrative stuff, the, the, the nitty-gritty stuff. 
the budgeting stuff is all done by uh, what we would call defense in the church. Okay. So, um, again, trying to free up the role of the shepherd to be much more pastoral uh, in nature. A good question. Um, so this is this is the um, this is the question that I really want to get to at this point, and that is how can our shepherds continue to strengthen the community of Otter Creek? How can we do a better job? So. You mentioned the 2029 strategic plan. I think one of the things that I would like to see more regularly are updates on where we are on our strategic plan. Where yeah. are the specific milestones that we're aiming towards? What have we achieved? 20, 10 years is a long time. So what are the incremental pieces that we're trying to move towards and what have we already moved past? No, I, I, think, um, I think you will see that. I think that, uh, again, <clears throat> um, so the plan was put together in 2019, <laughs> and um, in 2020, <laughs> just a few months after, something something happened that created this issue that made it difficult for us to move as quickly on the plan as we would have liked to. But we are moving on the plan, and we we do need to give you updates. That's a great point. I think we need to do a better job of that. Um, and, and let, but let me assure you, there are things that um, we are working on in the plan. We've gotten kind of tied up in one issue over the past few months that has detracted us from getting back to the other things. We're about ready to wrap that issue up, I think, and get back to some of the other things. No. The <laughs> non no announcement. <laughs> just, just know that your elders, your shepherds, are fervently praying, praying about it, <laughs> and we request your prayers. <laughs> so, I guess one of the questions that I would ask is, how do you continue to get to know the community of Otter Creek as we are changing? And like, while I, while I can understand on some side the benefits of having a smaller eldership. <laughs> The fact that that then decreases the number of <coughs> touches that you can have, like just taking a stab that you know maybe half this class maybe has not or in the process of placing membership, so therefore they don't have an elder. Mm -hmm. So how do you continue to get to know the community of Water Creek when it's always changing, and there is that age demographic change? Um, <clears throat> well. How? Do you have an idea? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being frivolous. Yeah. I'm being serious I, because I think that's, a, that's one of our biggest challenges and one of the things that we've talked about most recently is how to do that. I, if you've got an idea, if any of you have ideas, um, I would love to hear them. Here's one of the things that, I mean, I, this, is, this has come up again, class after class, which has been really reinforcing to me in terms of the things we need to be working on. Somebody suggested that instead of doing these by age group, these classes, we teach our, our blocks. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad idea, you know. Uh, we gotta get the flocks stabilized a little bit here, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's not a bad idea at all. So there are there are um, 
I mean, that's a real question and, and something that's hard. We've got, I think, 1,600 plus members on the boat here. Uh, that's a lot of people. And uh, so if you break that down to 18 shepherds, you're talking roughly 100, 100 people per shepherd, which is a lot. Uh, and again, that's I go back to my idea of us having some of our elders who have, um, quote, retired, gone out of active duty to be on reserve duty uh, to come in and help. Um, but, um, uh, you know, at, at the bottom of that question is the idea of communication and how we communicate with those flocks. And part of that is just um, incumbent upon the individual elder to make those connections. And that's something we need to talk about. Did the, did the number from 36 to 38 down to 18, did that drop occur? Why did that drop occur? A variety of reasons. Uh, some people, uh, well, that number was pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was, there's seriousness within that joke, okay? Uh, there's a little bit of seriousness in that. Some of them are just, have just decided that they're tired. And, and that goes back to my idea of let's just do um, uh, um, some of the, let's, let's do a non-active role, perhaps. Um, at least one or two have gone on a sabbatical, again, because they're tired. Um, and again, during that pandemic, some of them decided to go other places and do other things. And um, there's just a variety of reasons in that, health reasons for some. So it's, it's not a, and that was, so that was six, seven years, six or seven years ago, we had that number. Uh, and it's, it's gone down since then. So there wasn't a substantial like, membership drop, I guess. No, no, I mean, no. To go back to the communication thing, yes. that information that would be helpful, because I remember there was a, like a, there were about three different elders that had stepped down, one because it was their time to fall off, and like there was an announcement made, but then over time, the attrition has occurred, and there hasn't been those announcements, so how do we as the flock know who our elders actually are, and who has stepped away? Yeah, agree. I agree, yeah, I agree. And that's a, that's uh, an issue that um, again in transition. There are a lot of things in transition right now, and part of part of the transition is we've got a new eldership selection process coming up. Uh, we want don't want to do too much shuffling until we know how many we're going to have, who those people are. Uh, we have um, uh, just not communicated as well, and again part of it again seriously is COVID. I mean, and that's, that's, we're past that now. It's time to get it together, get the act together. So, yes? Other than, I, I'm enjoying these classes because I get to actually know some of the elders. Right. What are other things, like, how else would I even know who an elder is? I, I like that so many different people do things in right. service and everything, and that's normally where I would hear an elder talk, like at previous churches. Right. Um, and I, I don't think that's necessarily what y'all have to do. I'm just curious how else no, I, know. I, uh, yes, uh, because I think that one of the things that we used to do more of is be on stage. Okay, we'd be doing either communion or we'd be doing uh, a closing or an opening or prayer or something. Um, last time I was on stage was back in December. I was making an announcement about women in leadership. So. 
um, that's just unusual to have um, an elder on stage. Now, we used to do that, and we were thought we were going to continue doing that, but something happened, and this, our last governance committee meeting, we talked again about doing that more. So hopefully, at, at some point here soon, you'll see more elders on the stage. But that, that is one of the ways you get to know them, is to see them publicly, right? Uh, and if you don't see them, but I would never know to go and introduce myself right. to someone. Yeah, right. Well, there's also. Uh, no, <laughs> 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 I challenge you to find an elder that has one on today. <laughs> Maybe it's like five, you know. John Bertel is probably the only one that wears it. John Bertel is consistent. John always wears it. Like he's a great elder, right? <laughs> but yeah, we do have elder tags that. Some of them will. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, as our Creek is a family focus, what's the shepherd's kind of philosophy? Or not communications, so there's 18, but you could argue functionally 36 shepherd units or people, wise. communication points. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Kind of what's that intentionality as a husband and wife just to reach out to that flock? Because I think, you know, there's seasons where I definitely would want to reach out to you, but yeah. as we go through different, you know, what's that? Is there a plan or intentionality to give face to, hey, I want to reach out to you for well, your family unit? if you are a member here, you should be, you should be in a flock. I know one of ours is only one veteran. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. but you should, I said should, yeah. it's not necessarily the case right now because of the transitioning and the, and the changing and stuff. Um, but those elders, are the ones that should be communicating with you and saying, hey, uh, and, and you should get periodic emails from us, saying, hey, I uh, hope everything's going well. I want you to know we're praying for you. Do you have any specific prayer needs? That's one way. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and, and by the way, you should know that the elders, every Wednesday night, a group of elders meet here and pray uh, over the flock. And if there's specific needs, we get a list every week of people uh, who have made prayer requests. That list is pages sometimes. And we meet every Wednesday night, not every group, not every elder, but every Wednesday night. But we meet every Wednesday night and pray over those people and, and their prayer needs. So I would encourage you, if, if you have a prayer need, contact your Good Shepherd. Even when they're not reaching out to you, and sometimes some of us do better jobs than others, but even if they're not reaching out to you and saying, um, uh, what are your prayer needs, contact your, your elder. If you don't know who it is, contact me or... Um, uh, who the elder's at? Would that be, I guess, to Lori, right? Elder's yeah. at. So she would be... Hmm? Yeah, elder's at Elder Creek yeah. would be able to help you. Yeah, reach out to Lori Neville. Lori Neville, um, you guys don't know... Saturday Night Live when Church Lady was on it. She does, apparently. Yeah. Laurie Netterville basically runs the place here. She's great. She is absolutely wonderful. And she's the admin for the owners, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, yeah she's the admin. And if, there's a, if you have an issue, you don't know who your shepherd is, contact her or me or uh, Bill Gibbs, who's uh, across the way. He's the, he's the lead elder. This year, yes, it is. Uh, it's a it's a tough job, guys. I'm gonna tell you. 
Um, but any of us can be able to get you, you know, if there's an issue, yeah. But you have our commitment that we're going to try to do better on that. Yes, Have you guys thought about, like, we do get the emails, like, checking in, mm -hmm. but we didn't even know who, I mean, they signed, of course, who it is, but we didn't even know who our elder was or who was talking to us until these classes. Um, I know that I personally wouldn't be comfortable sharing needs that I need prayed for unless I really knew who I was talking to and that's I'm sure that's my own thing but um is there a way to necessarily <coughs> add more to your plate because I know that it's a lot it's a lot of responsibility there's lots of things that go into it most of you have jobs and families and other things so I get that but is there a way to like once a month or like every teaching series or something like that to pause whatever the classes are that are going on to have kind of similar to like what a life group mm -hmm. might do where it's not necessarily prepping teaching material and lecturing but just like giving us updates on what the elders are doing asking for prayer requests checking in on how life groups are doing do you feel plugged in do you have a service idea that we could do together like as blocks so that we're regularly seeing the elder that we've been assigned to be taken care of and checking in with and then we know other people in that block that we're assigned to so that we could like help that elder know what's going on I don't know I just feel like something regular that we could count on that would give us FaceTime and like not add to your plate, it would be during class times, just not adding to people's schedules. I don't know, I just feel like if there was some regular way in person to talk to you guys. No, I, that's a great question, and I think it's a logistical question. Um, and I don't, and I don't mean to say that it can't be done, it's just how do you do it? Uh, Ideally, I think it would be great if every elder was able to have lunch with their flock after church at some point. But that's, you know, you're talking about 100 people, maybe, or 60, 50 people. I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And I think that, uh, again, we have gotten away from that personal touch in some ways and trying to figure out. As the church has gotten larger, okay, it's gotten larger. As it's gotten larger, how do we maintain that personal touch, um, because that's really important. What you just said is really important. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, um, not impossible, just, just, you know, how do you do it well? Um, so, are we doing on time? Okay. Can I open a can of worms? Oh, sure. <laughs> I'll close it, maybe. Go ahead. Okay, that's fine. You can. Um, <laughs> or not, I don't know. So, I've had um, more thoughts recently, and some of it has been brought up by stuff that just transpired in the church. Um, as a woman, mm -hmm. if I need to go to a shepherd, but I'm not comfortable going to a man as mm -hmm. a shepherd, I, I personally have women I can go to. Like, I, I know I have women who are elders and shepherds in my life. Probably do a better job than some of the men. Okay, and um, <laughs> I will say that she will not. I will I'm gonna, I'm gonna resp I mean, yes. Um, but I'm also, I have a great shepherd who's assigned to me. Mm -hmm. His wife doesn't go to church yet. 
So if I didn't have somebody else, other women, I don't have anybody. I don't officially have anybody. Um, it's a problem, and I don't know what to do with that other than and with you, the you, fact you can, that you can she's put, not going to church here, or, or, or that I just don't like official. Like if, if I was brand new and assigned, it's not with that personal else. Like I like I just it's off. It's more of like are the wives involved in this? Like you like know, how how involved are the wives in this logistically and you know like on the books kind of thing? Yeah. Um, and that, that's the broader question. Before you respond to that real quick, I want to add to what you're saying too, because I think in the context of a married woman, it's slightly different, but what about our single women yeah. who come and don't necessarily have the structure of a, where Stephen and I can go have a dinner with our elder and his wife, what, is, what does a single woman do in that scenario? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. the extension of that too goes to the women in leadership. and. I think that goes to that broader 2029 thing of, we, it sounds like there are some goals or some things that we want to talk about and grow towards, um, but then the process is let's bring it up, talk about it, and then this is my experience, it goes dormant, and what it feels like may happen is an announcement comes and there's this process that there wasn't a lot of transparency maybe in between well, so, well, <clears throat> if you're talking about the the 2029 thing about women and leadership, the the goal there was to, to discuss it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but having said that, I, I get we've been discussing it a long time, uh, and I think that um, let me just talk to the difficulties about that real quickly, and that is that you know it depends on who you hang with, guys. Uh, I, I, the 60 plus have a very different view of this than maybe you do and um, it's, it's just really hard and, and the bottom line the heart of this issue is not women elders it's how you understand the Bible okay how you understand the Bible and what you're asking to make that change Josh gave a great sermon today if you've not heard it it's great Last week was great, too. What you're asking is people to understand a new understanding of the Bible, a new way of viewing the Bible toward a new heaven and a new earth. Okay? That's not the way most of us were raised in churches of Christ or even in the larger Christendom. And I think that um, you're, to, to make that change, that piece has to be understood. And but believe me, if if we say we're going to have women in leadership, there will be lots of conversation about how we get there. Okay, because otherwise it, it's, it's just a very divisive kind of issue. And we don't, we, we want the church to be united. We, you know, there's more in the Bible about unity than, than there is about other things. I won't be specific here, but there's a lot in the Bible about unity. Uh, and, and one of the great things about Ida Creek all these years is the unity in our diversity. And how, this one's so hard, though. It's just been hard. Now, to your question, um, I, there are women here that do a much better job of pastoring than men. 
Bottom line, I can just round them off. <laughs> <laughs> can we get an unofficial list of them so that oh. you know? I will talking. say a lot of the older flies are on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like we're yeah. newer, and I'm sure. desperate for that. And I have no idea. Sure, I mean, uh, well, I can. Um, I won't. I won't out them, but they, you, you can share. I mean, the, I, I think that they're they're just great, and but many of them don't want to even touch being an elder. And and the interesting thing about um, uh, the, the interest. Well, look, I'm an elder primarily because of my wife. Okay, I'm riding on her coattails. I'm holding on, guys. I know I'm not going to get into heaven that way, but I can at least get through a little bit of life that way. But but here here, it, it, she she does a better job at it than I I do, and and I, I understand that. And you know she can speak into people's lives in that respect really well. But, but not every elder has that um, connection. And a lot of the elders' wives, I mean, we, we've actually kind of poll, individually polled our wives and said, would you be an elder? And mom said, no. <laughs> you know, so, which is fascinating to us because I guess they see what we do. But, but many of them would be better than, than us, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's, just a, it's, a, it's just a really interesting kind of thing because um, we do have elders' wives who want to be engaged, and we have elders' wives that, not, not that they don't want to be engaged, it's just that they're not built that way, maybe. Okay, so it's just, I, I wish I had a great answer for all of these questions. I don't, uh, but I would ask that you continue to be in prayer about that, and there will be some stuff coming out here soon. Okay, because we're still meeting and discussing. <laughs> okay. Any other questions? Okay, let I me. I have a real quick comment that yeah. doesn't really yeah, require sure. a response. Just as far as presence and recognizing, just as a kind of along the lines of presence on stage to recognize who elders are. And this was a few or months ago, maybe, but there was a Josh at some point for prayer or something. I had been in second service and asked elders to come up and pray, and there was only one that was present in second. I mean, attended first, and I feel like, and I can't recognize all 18 either, but I do feel like maybe there's a heavier weight first service than second, mm -hmm. um, just as far as physical touch points. No, you're and right. You're seems right. like an easy way to get FaceTime um, just by kind of splitting that. Or, yeah. so. I do think some of that's because of West End. Like, uh, I do yeah. know a lot of good West End. So, because you saying that surprised me. I would have thought it was the opposite because there's so few. You are now at first service, but now it makes sense that probably a lot of that was in. So that's good to know. Okay, I, I need to let you guys go, but but um, thank you guys. The <laughs> yeah. conversation's yes. been great. It's really been helpful. I really appreciate um, you being here. I really appreciate coming. A real quick prayer with you, Father. We thank you uh, for this day. We thank you uh, so much for the privilege of being able to come and worship. You, I, I thank you for those that are in this class. I pray that you bless them, um, give them long lives in your service. Father, I thank you for um, your love for this church and the way you have protected us over these years. And we ask for continued uh, protection and unity uh, as we seek to serve your kingdom. So grateful for your son. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.